0: Hi. So, I have an actual topic again that I wanted to discuss. And it is, I'm very sure that you're going to know by whatever I decide to title this episode, but it's about how much I hate the wellness industry and the whole concept of just all of that. So, I got inspired by this today because I saw a Post by the Instagram that posted it is called Chairbreaker in one word. Um, Clark- Kent is someone that I follow that um posted to it. You should follow both of those, both of those people. But basically, the post that Chairbreaker posted today was about how a lot of the like the beginnings of kind of, the wellness industry and the way that, um, people look at bodies and decide, like, what is healthy and what isn't is rooted in anti-blackness. Um, I don't want to, like, take away from the post that Chairbreaker posted today or, um, the, like, if you look up Gracretia Kent just on Google, if you don't know who she is, she's written a lot of articles about anti-blackness and um how like fat black women are treated and but like the basically the post that chair Breaker said today was about how there was the earliest statue that we've ever found as we i mean like the human race has ever found um is a statue of venus from thirty thousand years ago and it's a basically a fat black woman that is like the representation of the god of love. So, and it, and they talk about how the idea that to be, like, healthy and attractive is to be, like, skinny, um, with, like, blonde hair or even just be skinny is something that colonizers did to basically, um, turn people against, like, black women because the tribes that they, found in africa were all like um had black women and then that were seen as like the the how like people wanted to look and they were seen as beautiful and they were they would be considered fat and how it was all based on like racism and anti-blackness um as you can tell from the icon picture for this podcast I am not black so I do not want to speak too much on this subject because there is way too much of of um especially white people talking about like things to do with black women or black people in general um just please look up Clarkesha Kent and Chairbreaker and they're all, and like fuck even like follow Lizzo on Instagram. She does really good- good, like, honestly, the fact that she, like, will post videos of her twerking or, like, wearing, like, a bikini and stuff and never apologizes for her body, um, is amazing. So, I feel like because of how the wellness industry operates- that this time of year I wanted to do I was just looking at my the things that I've done before and like my second episode ever was about food um and I did another one about the wellness industry and how much I hate it um at some point too like I feel like I could do a thing about the wellness industry and how much I hate it as new things come out or as things happen like every two months for like the rest of time because it's just so frustrating. Um, like I saw in the news today that the like guy who started whole food said that like people should just exercise and eat better. And then instead of getting like healthcare, we shouldn't get like free healthcare. We should just do that instead. And it's like, okay, really rich white guy that um, owns a food chain that makes food that is healthier for people to eat, so expensive that hardly anybody can afford to buy it. <laughs> like, I don't know about you, but, uh, despite the fact that I'm fat, like, I was- the reason why I had to have surgery this year was not because of my weight. It was because there was just a mass growing in my back that they cannot explain, but that did not, like, appear there because I like to eat pizza. Or whatever that appeared there just because of health, just because of reasons. And like, honestly, one of the most, one of the things that I fucking love so much is telling people that I have low blood pressure because most people just assume that if you're like seen as like fat or plus size or overweight or whatever, um, that you have high blood pressure and you have to take medication for it and da 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 and I have to do this and that and the other thing but like I don't they took my they took like when you're in the hospital they take your vitals like every two hours I think they took them and the last like couple days that I was there there would be longer breaks of when they had to take them because they knew I was going to be discharging soon but when you're there especially if you had, like, surgery or something's going on where they have to keep checking you to make sure you're okay, they always take your, your vitals, um, which, and that's checking your blood pressure and your heartbeat and things like that, um, and so, like, the, I was in the hospital for, like, a week and they checked my vitals basically, like, every two hours for the majority of the time that I was there and almost every, like, my blood pressure was always like 120 almost exactly 120 over 80 and that's like the that's like what they want your blood pressure to be that's 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 what they say is like healthy sometimes it was a little bit lower than 120 or a little bit above or whatever vice versa with the 80 but it was always like right in that like super good area like even when I had like the at-home nurse for the like, the two months or so after the surgery was over and I was at home, every t- she would take my, my vitals every time she was here, too, and they were always like that, um, so, and, like, I know that it just, like, fucks with, like, people's heads who just believe in, like, the wellness industry's bullshit that if you're overweight, it means that you're not healthy and there's something wrong with you and you're about to, like, have a heart attack and die, um, so I just love telling people that I have low blood pressure because I see the face they make at me they're always look shocked like they can't believe that me like this like person who's around 300 pounds has like low blood pressure and it's like yeah but fuck you because like the things that they tell you are not accurate it's just that's just factual um like, I don't want to talk too much about, like, the history with, on, like, the anti-blackness side. I want to, like, please look up the people that I talked about at the beginning of the, like, that I was just talking about. Karkisha um, and Chairbreaker and Lizzo, even, or there's, I don't know who it is, but I just saw that there is a fat black woman that is on the cover of Cosmopolitan talking about, this month talking about how, like, you can be, a fla- like, fat and still be healthy, um, like, follow all of those people, google them, look them up, and find them, and see what, uh, what they say, because in that, like, with their, like, any experience, like, black women especially are going to have the hardest time dealing with what, like, society thinks of you when you don't fit into, like, the role of what they think you should look like. Because, like, me being white, like, no one's going to be racist against me. Um, Like, even black women who are, like, thin and seen as, like, conventionally attractive, they're still black. And so they still have, like, people that... Like, if you ever watch TV and movies and stuff, they try to make them look, like, quote, as quote-unquote white as possible, um, which is gross as fuck. So I don't want to talk about that part, that cause I can't talk about that. Please look those people up and learn more. I need to learn a lot more, too, but, um, just look them up, listen to the, like, the black voices that are out there. I don't know what, like, I can't talk about anything to do with them. You shouldn't listen to me if that's what you're looking for. Like, I'm not, what, but, anyway, um, but I did want to talk about, at least, a little bit about my experience with, um, I guess, the wellness industry and things like that. Because one other part of the whole Bean Dad thing that happened yesterday, that just in case, um, people are listening to this much later, there was a dad whose nine-year-old daughter was hungry and was asking for food, and he said, you know, why don't you go make some baked beans? And she didn't know how to use a can opener, and he, instead of, like, teaching her, like, showing her how to use one and then, makes, like, kind of, watch, you know, watching over her to see if she learned how and helping her out so she could figure it out, um, he told her that neither of them could eat anything until she figured out how to do it herself without any help from him and she wasn't allowed to look anything up and according to him it went on for like six hours um before he before she finally figured it out but it's like yeah that was gross I did like I posted a episode thing about that and how it was really validating to see people talk about how that was like that there's something wrong there if your nine-year-old daughter comes up asking you for help because she's hungry and doesn't know how to make this and his like thought immediately was like like oh what does she want to gain from this I'm like she's nine she just is hungry and wants some food but like it's it's I don't want to go down this road because I just I did a whole episode about it yesterday but it's the whole thing that I've said before about, like, people... Who, I'm not saying this person, this dude is a narcissist. We don't know enough to know if he is. But one of the things that kind of that narcissists do, but also just kind of manipulative people tend to do, is that they think that because they tend to manipulate people a lot to try to get what they want from them, they think that other people are doing that to them all the time because they do it. And it's like nobody... Like, just because you're like that and always looking to see what you can gain or, like, get out of a conversation doesn't mean that your nine-year-old daughter is. Just because you're like that doesn't mean everybody else is. So that's what that reminded me of, (laughs) just as another aside. But another part of that whole discussion that I thought that I've been thinking about anyway the last couple days is about... It's kind of about like my own history with food um which is super complicated like there's a reason why I've already done two episodes about this and I'm still talking about it now and I could talk about it forever like I could go see a therapist just to talk about my relationship with food and see them like every week for like a year and (laughs) wouldn't run out of stuff to talk about it's so complicated um But I want to talk about one little thing that kind of made me think about some stuff, too, yesterday. So, one of the, there's, every time there's, like, something like that going on, where, like, a lot of people are talking about it, um, there's always, like, random white dudes that will, it's only ever random white men. This is, this is why I say that. Like, I've been on Twitter for, like, 12 years or something at this point and the only time I ever get like random people replying to things that I'm saying in like a conversation with somebody else and I don't know who they are is when it's like white men it's only ever white men which it's so ugh. stop doing that if you're a white man stop don't do that um like the world is not here to have like some stupid discussion with you But, (laughs) Uh, anyway, um, so this, I say that because this random white dude, he started talking to me and he was basically, he was trying to argue and say that, um, what the dad did wasn't that bad, that, that, like, like, having someone figure out how to do something yourself is, like, a valid learning technique, and it's, like, yes, but there's, like, so many, there's, like, five billion other ways to do it, and I, and, and the reply that he was talking about was someone that I follow that was saying how, um, it was, like, the whole thing was bad and not good, too, because it was, like, making food as, like, this weird thing you have to work for, and it shouldn't be like that. If a kid is hungry, they should just get food. It shouldn't be, like, they have to do all this stuff in order to get it and um he was trying to say the person I was that I follow was being like over traumatic, and I was like look this kid like it's not up to you to say whether this kid thought that um thought that it was a lot of pr- oh yeah he was trying to say like oh like the kid wasn't under that much pressure blah blah because blah. part of the story was like that the kid kept trying to do it over and over again and it kept not working and under that kind of pressure of like if you if I don't figure this out I can't eat and my dad can't eat is part of like the manipulation stuff that was really not good and I was like well it's not really up to you or me or anyone else to say like how his daughter felt because it's up to her how she felt and judging from the story it's obvious that she felt like that pressure and um anyway one of his responses he was like one of those dudes that thought that like that if we just like talked he could like somehow change my mind um like it's the whole idea that instead of realizing like that or like thinking things through like seeing people's reactions and being like oh maybe I should think about like have I ever done something like this to my kids um, and not realize that I did it to them. Like, maybe I should think about this, because if so many people are all upset, are having problems with the same thing, and I don't see a problem with it, then maybe I can learn something. It's the opposite. They, like, try to get you to change your opinions, because obviously theirs is the only way that can be right. Oh, God. Um, but anyway, um, he said, at some point, he said something like, have you ever gone to bed? Did you ever go to bed as a kid hungry? And when he asked me that, I am very sure that he expected me to say no. And I was like, yeah, actually I went to bed hungry all the time. Like my parents were abusive and they also didn't teach me how to use a can opener. (laughs) And, um, after that, he still tried to keep it going. I was like, I'm done now. You can go harass another child abuse victims somewhere else. (laughs) Um, that's, like, I feel like that's, like, the story of how, like, how entitled some white men can be on Twitter where they just, they just just assume that they're making, like, some big point and they are not. (laughs) Uh, Um, but that made me think about how I did go to bed hungry a lot when I was a kid and, um, so it wasn't necessarily that at least when my parents were married, I don't remember there being a time where we like didn't have food when they were married. When they got divorced, yes. Um when my parents got divorced when I was like 12, they also um they filed for bankruptcy at, at, like around the same time and those two things back to back are expensive the, like, attorney fees would be expensive, um, and so after they got divorced, um, like, from, like, 12 to, like, forever, um, we never had, like, a lot of food in the house. Like, my mom would buy food, but it was never, like, um, something that, you know, how, I the way I compare it to is that when I was a, like a junior and senior in high school and I would go over to my friend's houses for for whatever and we would have um and we would have like snacks or dinner like my friend's houses always ha- like their cupboards there was always like a ton of different foods in like the kitchen and the in the fridge and the freezer and like a bunch of snacks like they always had a lot of different options and my house like after they got divorced never had a lot of options we always had some sort of food but um there is a lot a lot of like especially when we were like 13 14 or whatever um my sister and I my sister and her like neighborhood friends and then me alone we used to like walk to like a local gas station or the um the hometown like grocery store we worked at all the time to, um, to buy, like, food, like, food that kids would want, like, snacks and stuff, um, and st- because that kind of stuff, like, wasn't really at home, um, so, like, so after my parents got divorced, there was a lot of time when we didn't really have that much food, but my mom would always leave us money to get, to, have food delivered to us if we didn't have any at home so she wasn't as like completely neglectful where she would just like leave us and we didn't have any other way to get any food and like go hungry with dinner but um but there still wasn't that much around but the thing that happened more where it's like with like me going to bed hungry is that the food that they would make I had a really hard time eating it so I just wouldn't eat it because it was food that I just don't like eating and but there's like no other food available like that was the food that my mom was making for dinner and like I said in the when I was talking about um, that like growing up in a house where where you ask for help and your parents like basically tell you to go away or they don't help you it makes a situation where you don't speak up about your needs so I wouldn't tell them that like I don't like this food or whatever and um some like sometimes my mom would pay attention and she would figure out that I didn't like it because I wouldn't eat that much of it um but a lot of the times she just, I don't know, she, I feel like it was just that she wasn't paying attention and just didn't realize that, that I didn't like it because her and my sister liked it. Um, so she just assumed that I did too and I didn't say anything about how I didn't like it. So, yeah, but, um, that, that's a big part of why food is such a, huge thing for me because, um, or like why I went to bed hungry often when I was growing up was because, um, I have a lot of like, I would, I'm a picky eater. Like if there's a, there's that like, um, list thing that goes around every once in a while. That's, like, one of those Instagram things you post it in your story and you, like, circle the foods that you don't eat. And whenever I talk about that I am, like, a picky eater, people tend to give people shit for being picky and not just eating whatever people make them and blah, blah, blah. Um, but in my instance, I'm a picky eater because there's certain foods that have, um a certain texture to them or sometimes I just look at them and the way that they look I just can't eat it and literally cannot eat it can it can't even stand like the feeling of it when I'm when I tried it because there is a bunch of times that I would go to like we would go to like my aunt's house in Chicago or I would go to like my friend's house and their moms would make us dinner or whatever or something like that and I would try to eat the food that they would make me um, and it usually had stuff in it that I didn't like and I would try to do it but I like literally couldn't do it. I would feel like I was going to puke so I would have to stop. Um, uh, Since I started going to therapy I've been told that that's a very common thing for people that have been raped to have that problem because that's where that problem came from. Um, I don't even like necessarily remember like, like where that association came, comes from with certain foods and like why certain things bother me. I just know that they do. Um, and without like grossing anybody out too much, I think it's just like the feeling of how they feel like by my teeth and um, when I try to like swallow them and the way and like I just said I don't want to gross anybody out so if you don't want to hear this like I guess fast forward like the next 10 seconds but it's also like certain foods have a certain taste that remind me of the of the other thing that I really don't want to remember and I really don't like it okay sorry about that but it's me this is me being like honest I don't want to hold back anything and this is the kind of stuff that people that like rape victims and such we all deal with it but like we don't really talk about it because we feel shame about it and people look at us weird or they don't people don't actually want to hear like why like rape victims have problems with their certain textures or like our picky eaters it's just something that is just a thing if they know somebody who's gone through it before anyway um but that's where a lot of that came from and um so like a lot of times when I was growing up my mom like after they got divorced my mom would make us dinner and it, it would have like I don't like onions and I don't like peppers, and a lot of like kind of healthier ish food have those things in them. I just remember times she made, she would make like this uh, one of those like lasagnas where you just take it, where you, it was like frozen and you would just put it in the oven for like an hour and it would come out. And there was one that, the one, the cheese one, I really liked because it was just, you know, lasagna noodles and cheese and some sauce. But there is like a veggie version she used to make a lot that had like, like peppers and other veggies and stuff. And I just never like, and I never liked it because it had a bunch of stuff that I don't like. Um, it probably was mainly the peppers and the onions. And so when she would make that, I would just, try to like force myself to eat some of it so I wouldn't go to bed hungry because there wasn't another option for food like if that's what she made that was what we had for dinner and there wasn't another like there wasn't other food that I could make for myself and I didn't have a car and and I lived in like the country where um there wasn't like a like Right now where I live, there's a gas station that's literally, like, a five-minute walk away from my apartment, but I also live in, like, what is considered a city. Where I lived then, like, the nearest gas station would have been, like, or grocery store was, like, a 20-minute walk away one way. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't, like, a, something I could have done to, like, have left the house like, at 7 o'clock at night when we're supposed to be, like, doing homework or, like, just sitting in our rooms or whatever to go and, like, get food for myself. Especially since I didn't even want to tell my mom that I didn't like the food she was making me because that would have been putting, like, attention on myself and, like, advocating for myself and that wasn't something that I did then. So there's that part of it and then there's the other part of, I feel like this goes along with what I just talked about but I don't like swallowing food and I really don't think I have to explain that I don't I know I don't but specifically the memory that's always stayed with me was there's like a time when I was like when I was probably like nine or ten when it was going on when the abuse was going on and I just um I just remember we were all sitting at like our at like this kitchen table or something in the kitchen and like my mom and me and my sister and my dad and we were all eating like some meal and I had this habit of um eating a bunch of food and like almost like putting it in my cheeks before swallowing it um I still kind of do that sometimes I like work on trying to trying to swallow the food that I put in my mouth before I put more in now but um yeah it's a habit and I remember during that whatever meal that was I don't even know if it was lunch or dinner or what that my mom was like oh my god Shannon like please just like swallow the food that you have in your mouth but before you try to eat more and I don't even remember what we were eating but all I remember is that like my dad was sitting like across the table from me so I could see like look at him and when she said that and then I swallowed my food he looked at me and was like Like, I feel like any kids that went through the abuse I did will understand, but, like, your abuser kind of has, like, this smile or this, yeah, like, a smile of when you know they're thinking, like, gross, dirty-ass thoughts about you. Like, my dad has smiled like that forever. Like, even when he was dementia-y, sometimes he would look at me like that, and I didn't realize that's what it was until, you know, after he was gone, but it always made me really uncomfortable when he looked at me like that and I realized and I remembered again afterwards that's what that was and so when I swallowed that food he looked at me like that like like almost like laughing or smiling like knowing why I didn't like swallowing my food and probably thought that it was fucking great (sighs) um so that's part of another thing of that I don't like swallowing food and uh, and I really don't like eating in front of people because of situations like that. Like, I know that I don't eat, like, normally, I guess. Or that there's so much, like, there's so many things built up with food and eating that I don't like doing it in a public setting where I feel like I might do something wrong. It's the whole thing, like I said, with the Bean Dad thing about to feel like when you feel like if you make a mistake doing something that people are going to, like, make fun of you for it or not like you anymore. Um, so it comes from that. And then the other thing for me is that, um, like this, I feel like this is like the story. I know that I'm definitely not the only person that went through this when they were, even if their abuse wasn't sexual, like mine was. So my dad would give me so much shit about my weight and when I was growing up and what I was eating and not eating or whatever like um when I was super depressed and I had to go to therapy when I was 12 um afterwards like my parents tried to like I guess in their in their way they are trying to have me do things that would give me like more self-confidence so they like had me start going to the gym and like working out and I lost a bunch of weight when I was like 13 (laughs) and like of course I gained it back every time I've ever lost any weight I gained it back but I think about that now that like when I was like 13 they had me like going to the Y every week and like had like a personal trainer and stuff and it's like I was only 13 like I probably shouldn't have had a personal trainer when I was so young uh but you know that's honestly that's like the one of the lowest things on the totem pole when you think of like the things that they did that were weird um but it does show like how they saw um how they thought that if I was like skinnier or whatever that it was somehow better but the thing that is like like frustrating to think about now is that like like the reason why I was always overweight is because one was because food was like the addiction was is has been like the addiction for me like I never I didn't self-medicate with alcohol or drugs because I think they I feel like if you're if you go through like being raped You either do get addicted to alcohol and drugs um, or something like that because you want to, like, numb the emotions you're going through and and numb the pain. And that's, like, something that definitely numbs you out and makes you forget things. Or you don't do them at all because the idea of, like, losing control of your body is so scary that you can't even, you can't do it. I'm the one where, where I couldn't do those because the idea of taking something that, like, changes how I act and I don't have control over my body and what I'm doing is still really scary to me, much less when, you know, I was younger. Um, but, like, food was always, like, kind of the, like, the addiction thing. Like, it took, like, I didn't realize until a couple weeks ago that, like, I have this habit of ordering out food. Um, when I was happy or sad or whatever and when I didn't have any money a couple weeks before Christmas I realized that I like I was okay like I was able to deal with like things that upset me or when I was happy or whatever and I didn't need like I didn't need to like self-medicate myself with like food anymore because I've made a lot of progress where I can now feel those emotions and handle them without like having a mental breakdown or something, um, but, like, it took a really long time for me to realize that. It wasn't until a couple weeks ago that I realized that, and, um, yeah, so that's another part of the whole food thing for me, but the part that's, like, of how it was, is, like, the addiction that I have, if I haven't, if, I don't know if you can really call it an addiction, like, you can with other things it is it can be like self-destructive you, I spent a lot of money on food um when I could have been saving it and making my life a lot easier the last four or five months but the one the thing that I say that is like super ironic with how like my my dad used to say like the meanest stuff to me about how I was ugly and fat and and like and all this stuff like I remember once when I was like uh 20 we went my mom and my sister and I we went on a two-week road trip for my sister and sister graduating high school we drove out to San Francisco and back we were gone for like two weeks and I remember that I was wearing like these those like jeans uh skirts that are also shorts like I liked those because they were shorts underneath so I didn't have to be so scared about wearing a skirt and but I felt like nicer I felt like prettier wearing those and I can remember walking down the stairs when my friend when my best friends were like waiting outside for me who hadn't seen me in person in two weeks and were waiting to hang out with me I was walking down the stairs to get into Brett's car and like my friend Brett is the one that I had had been friends with since I was like nine so he knew like how bad things could be with my dad and me and when I was walking down the stairs my dad started saying that I looked fat and that I shouldn't be like wearing what I was wearing because I because I looked fat and I and that was a day where I was wearing that because I felt because I was happy to see my friends again and I felt nice wearing it and he and it's like he knew that I felt nicer so he was like oh you look ugly and fat wearing that what are you wearing that for and, like, my mom and my sister both started yelling at him at the same time, and I just, like, ran out of the house and left with Brett, and, like, he heard everything my dad said because he was standing right there, but that's the kind of stuff that my dad would say, and it's, like, the most ironic thing ever because I always want to wish I could sit down with him and be, like, do you not understand that The whole reason why I was always overweight and still am is because I was trying to get you not to like like touch me like that's where a lot of that came from it wasn't like a it's not really like a choice you make like oh if I eat a lot of food then you know maybe my dad will leave me alone but it definitely was something that I did like food was a something that made me temporarily feel better um but also I realized that if I was overweight then men would not look at me including him like he was probably calling me ugly and fat because he was annoyed that he didn't find me attractive anymore like I honestly don't even know but it could have been a lot of other reasons why he was saying that but it was just the most ironic thing ever that he was one that would just rail on me about my weight and how I need to like be skinnier and shit like that for like my entire life until he couldn't talk anymore because he had dementia um and the reason why like that whole pattern first started was because I was trying to get him to stay away from me and it's just like how could you not have realized this Um, so I say all of this because I get really angry at people who are in the wellness industry who act like, there's some people that are in kind of the spirituality community too that act like if you, if you don't, if you're not like a vegan or a vegetarian or you don't eat clean all the time then there's something like, then there's something wrong with you as a person or like, like there's a lot of, if you look up things about spirituality, you'll find a lot of blogs who tell you that you have to be like, you have to be vegan in order to like, be spiritual or psychic or whatever you want to call it. And it's complete bullshit. You don't have to eat anything. You don't have to restrict your diet where the only things you eat are like, like, where the things that you eat are so restricted you can eat whatever you want like that's ridiculous but it's more that I get really angry about it because um people are so judgmental about it like people say like oh like the way they look at like when you're overweight like I see the like it's one of those things like I wish I didn't pick up on absolutely everything because I do pick up on like the the looks that people give me sometimes um when I'm like out shopping for food or out shopping trying to find clothes or whatever um there's just like this judgmental thing of like oh you're overweight like obvi- you should like fix that because you're gonna die early because of blah 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 and it's like people could die from that when they're healthy like, there's a ton of healthy people that got COVID and are having all these problems. Um, Someone that I used to work with is, like, super, was, like, super healthy and active and eating, right? And she had a heart attack. Like, sometimes that shit just happens and it's not necessarily, like, if you look a certain way, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're actually healthy. It just means that you look a certain way. So it's, like, because I'm not, seen as conventionally attractive or whatever then people think that they can tell me these things like or they think that they know anything about me and it's like you don't know you don't understand and I feel like it's so easy for people to be like oh just change how you eat um like start eating cleaner or start like eat salad more or do this or do that or whatever but it's like I wish that people like that would understand that if it was that easy people would do it that quickly but also that sometimes people have a lot of hang-ups when it comes to food because of reasons like this like what I've been talking about like there's so many oh my god like I haven't even gone to all of the things that I have for food but it's like like a lot of the food that is seen as like healthy or whatever is like fruits and vegetables but there's a lot of fruits and vegetables that I can't eat because I just, I just can't, especially veg vegetables. Um, there's a bunch of vegetables I just can't eat because I just can't with the texture. Um, uh, I don't know why I just can't. And well, like I said, I do know why. Um, but I just can't do it. And like a lot of like, even like Trader Joe's is one of my favorite stores because I have really unique food, but also because Their food, none of their food has high fructose corn syrup or anything like that or any like added like shit that um, most places in America puts in their food. So they have food that isn't like necessarily quote unquote good for you but it's still healthier than um, if you bought the same kind of food pretty much anywhere else. But like I do get frustrated even there that some of their like in their frozen apartment they have a lot of really good and interesting food, but a lot of that food has stuff of, like, it has a lot of onions and peppers and things like that that I can't eat, so I can't buy it, um, and so there's a lot of, like, kind of roadblocks when it comes to changing your food or trying to eat healthier um, that have nothing to do with, like, what people usually think that like changing your, like your diet or your pattern or what you eat, like creating new habits is difficult, blah, blah, blah. And like, for me, that's not it. Like, it's like the main thing that, that stops me from really ever making any real progress with like losing some weight. So I just feel more comfortable in my body, I guess, is that when I weigh less, I am, like, like, I get more attention from men and then I get terrified and I gain the weight back because I don't want to be terrified. Um, it's really that simple. So, like, I don't know how to, that's a lot of, like, work with therapy that I have to solve, but it gets really frustrating especially this time of the year when it's like new year new you like people are like pushing so hard about like oh like well in not covid years they would be talking about going to the gym or like changing what you eat or like you have to eat a vegan diet or a ketogenic diet or eat paleo or eat this or eat that that's like the only way that you can be healthy and get all the things that your body needs and blah 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 and and they talk down so much if you're someone that doesn't do that or looks a certain way that isn't seen as like acceptable and it's just super frustrating that um that people think that they know something about you because of what you look like like you don't know what that person is thinking or feeling Like, there are people that look eventually attractive that have, that are not, that are not considered, that are not healthy and don't have a good relationship with food. Like, people, like, people have the same problems that I do that have been raped who look like people think they should look like. So they kind of are able to, like, coast along because people don't question it as much because they don't, because they don't show it as much on the outside but it doesn't mean that they're doing any better than I am when it comes to their relationship with food. So it's like you don't know what's going on with the person. And it's also just the idea that, like, if you weigh more than what people would like you to weigh because then they don't think that you're attractive and they don't want to date you, then there's something wrong with you. Like, go weigh. <laughs> like, I am not here to um, make you happy in that way. I don't like, I don't care. I just want my, I just want myself to be happy. And like, this is like a whole like thing. Like I do want to weigh a little bit less because, but this is also like a society thing. Like I want to weigh less because it's harder to find clothes that fit me in stores being this weight. Um, like people, uh, when I go out to like Walmart and Target, even they have clothes now at those stores, but they're always more expensive than the rest of the stores, and they always have less, like available in the extra sizes than they do in every other size. Like Torrid, is like the best, like that's like the one store that I have that has like clothes that are, like fashionable that I really like that, I can buy, but they're also a little bit more expensive. But, like, just going to, like, a normal store, it's so hard to find stuff that, that, like, fits me, that isn't, that is something that I could afford to buy, that isn't, like, for whatever reason, because it's now plus size, it's suddenly, like, $10 more than everything else in the store, even though they cost the same amount to make in a factory. Um, it's, like, it's not that hard. But that's, like, a lot of why I would want to, is because... Like, I want to be able, like, there is, like, little things with being more active, but, like, I don't need to be, like, a skinnier, a skinnier person in order to be active and be in shape. Like, um, that's, I guess, the point that I'm trying to make. Like, Lizzo is a great example of that where I, have no, I haven't seen her live yet, but I really want to one day when we can go to concerts again. But if you look up, uh, like, shows of her on YouTube... She like dances and sings and raps nonstop throughout the entire show, and like that is a lot of like energy to put out, and that takes a lot of energy. Like you have to be in shape in order to do something like that. Um, and she does it every time during every show, and like one reason why I love her Instagram is because she will put up stories showing her like working out with a personal trainer, and she puts those up and sometimes she'll put them up and then, like, play, like, audio of her saying, like, the reason why I post these is for the, like, jerks that give her shit because she's, that are fat shaming her because she doesn't look, like, conventionally attractive weight, but, like, she's just as in shape or healthier than women that are skinnier than her. Like, it doesn't, like, the weight that you are doesn't determine if you're healthier or not. Like, if you can, like, you know, I in that way, I want to be healthier because I want to be able to, like, go on a walk for a while outside without being winded. I want to be able, like, I don't know if I'm ever going to have to go back to the hospital that I worked at when I worked, like, at the actual place. But we had to go up 40, like, flights of stairs in order to get up to the first floor of the hospital to leave every day. And every time I walked up those stairs, I would be like out of breath and die when I got up to the top. And sometimes I would go up there because that's where the cafeteria was to get food with like the other younger girls that I worked with. And they would all be fine because they're young and in shape <laughs> and I would be dying. Um, so like I want to be able to walk up a bunch of flights. Of, that was probably I don't know that was probably the equivalent of, like, three flights of stairs, I want to be able to walk up three flights of stairs without feeling like I'm about to fall over dead, and be able to go outside and walk around for an hour without, like, my body, like, hurting a lot, and things like that, like, I want to do things like that, and, like, I want to be able to do yoga, and maybe do, like, a dance class for fun again, because that was something that I really enjoyed doing, um, and, like, how my body feels right now I don't like I can't really do those things but I also don't know if I just started being more active and did those things um started doing like those beginning kind of classes if I would be able to handle it better without having to lose like a considerable amount of weight because the the weight that you are doesn't necessarily mean that you're healthy or not healthy um like I said before, I have low blood pressure, so I'm already healthy in that way. So it's like, like I, I look at like the plus size, mostly black women that are out there and they're way more active and doing more things than I see like skinny ass white girls doing or being able to do. Um, so what the weight that you are doesn't necessarily mean that you're healthy or not. So that's, like, I go back and forth with that where even if I could somehow be okay enough to weigh less and not be scared that I was about to be raped by somebody, um, I don't know that I, that it would necessarily be necessary. Um, Because if I'm able to be active around the weight, like a little maybe a little bit less of the weight than I am right now and I can find like clothes that fit me and I feel and the most part is that I feel good about myself then there really isn't a reason for me to need to lose weight in order to fit into like some stupid bullshit system that I don't care about anymore which I guess is like the whole thing about the wellness industry is that It's basically an entire industry that exists on telling people to feel bad about yourself. It's like the, it's like the complete opposite of what it should be. And it's also the, it's like the opposite of what people think that it is. Like people have this idea that if you like do this class or eat this way or whatever, that you'll somehow become like a nicer, happier, better, whatever person, but all those things tell you is they try to tell you they basically tell you that like how you are right now that there's something wrong with you that you're less than that you can't actually be happy or satisfied in your life unless you like do this program or, or like stop eating animal products like don't even get me started on vegans like vegans have this crazy superiority complex where they, like moralize food so badly that they say like anyone who eats animal products is like um is like somehow morally wrong and that they're the only people that are right like that is that's setting yourself up for failure um so it's not surprising that there are other that are people that are have been vegan that have stopped being vegan because they had a lot of health problems and went through and have dealt with all these random people like giving them shit for not being vegan anymore but like you if if you're moralizing food like if you're saying like this food is good and this food is bad which is what i mean by moralizing whatever kind of diet or whatever food you're eating is not going to last because you're putting yourself down because that means that if you like have a day where you feel bad and you want to eat um food that you know isn't good for you but it's comforting to you then you'll sit there and eat it but you'll say like this food is bad which means that I'm bad for wanting it. And no, it's just food. Like I'll be honest with you guys. Um after I realized that the whole that I didn't need food in order to deal with like the emotions, then my Christmas got canceled. And for the last for the like 2 weeks between with like Christmas and then New Year's, I like ordered out food a bunch again. I deleted the app that I used to to order that food out again yesterday and told myself like okay I'm going back to what I was doing before because I know that I can do and I save a lot of money but those couple of weeks I let myself do that because I knew that I was like really emotionally sad about not having anywhere to go for any of the holidays and feeling lonely and and I knew that like when I was ordering this food I would think like I know this isn't going to fix the problem that I'm feeling or or anything that I'm basically like self-medicating myself but sometimes that's okay like sometimes you're upset and you need to self-medicate yourself in the moment in order to make it through and it's okay to realize that but then at the same time me be like okay but I'm not making this into a habit again so once and now that the holidays are over I can go back to what I was doing before. Um, and so it's okay sometimes if you're upset to need, like, something that gives you comfort. And if that thing is food, that's all right. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person. But, like, the, the wellness industry acts like if you, like, give in once that there's something wrong with you and you're less than and you're just not, like, good enough or smart enough or you don't want it enough or whatever... It's just, ugh, I'm going to stop talking about this now because this thing cuts off after an hour and I could talk about this forever and just get upset. But I hope you guys all understand my anger with the wellness industry. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode, even though it was kind of all over the place. And why, if you are someone who is a trauma victim, especially a rape victim, and are having problems with your self-image, don't let the wellness industry tell you anything about yourself they don't understand and they actively try not to understand the issues that we have with food and our identity and how we see ourselves um because they can't solve that by telling us not to eat animal products anymore or whatever they say so just try to talk to a therapist about it or talk to people online about it but like if you If you do need to eat food to feel better for the moment, it doesn't make you a bad person. It just means that you need something right now to feel better, and if food is that thing, that's okay. It really is, I promise.